all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason, you. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning, and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and today we are talking about navigating the holidays with your in-laws, your children's in-laws, your former in-laws, all those people you're connected to by marriage, my uh, marriage bond, either the past or the present, but many of whom you have nothing in common with at all. Do you sometimes have problems with this, or, or do you maybe have some ready solutions to, on how to navigate that minefield? Uh, today, we want to hear what's going on in your life. You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. So um, just do you sometimes feel like your in-laws are really outlaws? Um, is it sometimes one of the more difficult things that you deal with during the holidays is how to make everybody happy, how to be able to set up your own family traditions yet satisfy those other people who are in your life because of your marriage. Um, how do you how do you do that? Was Thanksgiving a bit difficult trying to manage different traditions that you've tried to meld into one? Or um, is it not working at all? Are you dreading this next upcoming holiday, Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate now in December and January? Or have you have you figured out how to make things work? So those are my questions I'm throwing out to you today. I'll tell you that that I personally um, have spent many years working on finessing this. Um, I'm, I'm a mother and a grandmother. I'm a sister. I'm a mother-in-law. I'm a sister-in-law. And so I, a daughter-in-law, I get it. Um, I know that sometimes it can be very difficult. And I, in addition to that, like many of you out there, probably at least 50% of our uh, married or were married population, I have former in-laws that I um, still deal with. Um, my, My former... Uh, mother and father-in-law were great people, and I maintained a great relationship with them even after my divorce. But at the same time, there were some difficulties trying to make everything happen and everything work. So 
my question to you is, do you know how to do that? Have you had some stumbles? Have you had some difficult times? And if so, how did you make those work out? And if you didn't, talk to me about maybe what your questions are, and maybe we can help you step through some of those solutions. Because trying to set boundaries for your family, especially in a large family, and having your own traditions as a couple can be difficult and sometimes just seem absolutely impossible. What about those huge families that are used to traditions such as mine? I've got one of those huge ones. When do you set your own family traditions so that your your small inner core family doesn't get swallowed up by the bigger one? Or Perhaps were you an only child? Are you an only child? And you feel obligated that you need to be with those parents who, if you aren't there, they don't have anybody there with them. How do you work through that? Um, so give us a call and let us know what your thoughts are on that at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464, or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org to join in this conversation. So today we're talking about how do you deal with in-laws during the holidays? Sometimes not annoying, sometimes annoying, sometimes not difficult, sometimes just caring and loving. But still, how do you make all of that work? So let's talk a little bit through how you can maybe manage some of those expectations. So setting realistic expectations is really the key to not getting frustrated or angry um, with your partner's family. Um, and the same thing goes for you grandparents out there, you you mother and father-in-laws out there who sometimes feel like, gosh, you lost a son or daughter um, to this marriage, and now what do you do? How can you still have um, something great going on with your family? I know um, growing up and and setting our own traditions was was a fun thing, and one of our Big family traditions was a Christmas morning brunch um, when everybody got together. Well, now I have married children. Four of my five are married, and they're trying to set up their own and having their morning Christmas at home. So morning Christmas brunch hadn't worked quite as well as it used to. So I'll tell you a little bit about how I have worked through this as we move along in the show. But I want to hear from you first. So let's go on to the phones. We have Veronica in Hattiesburg. Veronica, good morning. Thanks for starting our conversation off. Good morning. Um, I was just calling to say that I'm one of the lucky ones who has a very flexible um, in-laws. Um, unfortunately, my mother died last year. But... Through and through, through the years, because I've been married for 12 years, my mother-in-law has been very good by um, doing it on Christmas Eve Mm -hmm. or doing it on Thanksgiving Eve or New Year's Eve so that we could be with our respective families because she knew I had to cook for my mom. Yeah. She was an invalid. Yeah. And so she, you know, not only would 
you know, change the day of when we celebrated, but she would make sure to cook extra on that day so that I could have a little bit for my mother. So I, I would say really try to make the most of the ease of the holidays if you can't, you know, be with your in-laws on the specific day. So those, that's a great idea. So you and your in-laws must live in the same town. Do you both oh, all live yes. in Hattiesburg? So that we all live it, in Hattiesburg, but even right. when we didn't, mm-hmm. we um, still did that. Mm-hmm. That's, it's a great idea to come up with another, another time, another plan. Um, I think we get so steeped in that tradition of it that yes. we... Um, and this is, I really believe it's a pretend. We pretend that there's no other way and it mm-hmm. won't be the same. And it yeah. sounds like your in-laws were able to get out of that um, yeah. steeped in tradition and start another one. We're pretty, are they, well, we are, we are but they are pretty non-conventional. They're archaeologists, so they're very open to to starting new traditions. Yeah. <clears throat> And so, and you I'm just very lucky. Yeah. And sorry for your loss in your mother. I know that's always difficult. Um Yes, thank you. I'm finally starting to feel better. Yeah. So I I'm I'm doing well. well and um thank you for um your condolences. I appreciate it. Well you are so welcome and thanks for your call and you brought up a great point of how one can make things work. You can set up new traditions. Um and and try to let everyone feel happy because there is nothing happy about feeling stress that you are not satisfying someone. Isn't that right, Veronica? So um, thanks for your call. Thanks for getting us started out. Um, we have some other open lines. We have Cindy in Oxford we're going to get to in a minute. But we, I would like for you guys to think about how you adjusted what worked for you or what didn't work for you. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send us an email to family at mpbonline.org. When we get back, we'll talk talk with Cindy about her comment and then I'll tell you a couple of family stories that I have. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 
Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and today we're talking about in-laws and sometimes the difficulties of the holidays as you're moving through, what's going on, how do you make your own traditions, how do you share um, the old family traditions with your husband or wife's family or other in-laws. How do you make all of that happen? So today we're asking you, how do you do that? You can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 We're going to go back to the phones. We have Cindy in Oxford. Good morning, Cindy. Thanks for holding. Um, good morning. Tell us so, what your thoughts are. Uh, well, I was going to say, so um, my children are like 15 and 20 years apart in age, so... I've had a lot of people involved in their lives, and I have in-laws. And what I do is I invite everybody to our house. I give everybody a pair of pajamas. and I buy extra pairs because I don't know what size and who all is going to show up. And they're all wrapped up in a gift, and everybody gets a pair of pajamas. And I hire all the cooking done and everything, and I, and I can do that at this age and this point of my life. But it just frees everybody up from worrying about bringing anything or um staying a certain amount of time. Everybody gets a pair of pajamas as a gift for me. And if they stay with us, then they have a pair of pajamas. <laughs> we needed a pair. All right. And if they stay in the hotel, they have a pair of pajamas. And um, I have my children's in-laws come, and I think it's because they just don't feel like they have to do anything. They just get to come and enjoy it. And I'm not working and doing a bunch of stuff. I, I have everything catered in. So they don't feel like I'm just slating away to provide. And so it just has been a wonderful opportunity for the last 10 years for me to be able to do that. And we really enjoy it. Wow. So that's very generous of you to to supply the space and the food every time. And, and that probably is very releasing and relieving. To, to many family members, do they have? So it sounds like some of them do travel during yeah, they, the holiday. Yeah, almost all of them travel quite a way. Yeah. I, mean, I have some coming from Nashville to Oxford, and uh, these I have friends that come. They're not necessarily related to us, but and a lot of them stay with us. But a lot of them will get a hotel room. But I, a lot of them will bring us a gift. But if they don't, it's no big deal. I don't open gifts in front of people or anything because I don't want anybody to feel obligated to do that. And, um, you know, they can come at any time and eat because it's all catered in. So it's not like to say they can, we kind of graze all day um, on New Year's Day, I mean, uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And um, I don't give big gifts, so I don't think anybody feels obligated to bring anything. And so it's just a fun time, and I, I really enjoy it. That sounds great, Cindy, and and a, a great generous thing for you to do. And it sounds like you're a central gathering space for people who maybe don't see each other except one time during the year. And I think that's why it's such a big travel Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, Annika, are all times when people really do um, gather and hopefully are getting into the spirit of the season of gathering and and not so much who gets the best gift or who gives the best gift, because I think sometimes we get so lost in that but but that sounds like another great way to do it thanks for calling cindy thanks for your input 
I thought maybe I would tell um, our listeners a little bit about something um, one of my daughters does. Um, she and her um, in-laws, instead of gathering at Christmas or Thanksgiving, have what they call Thanksmas. And they get together in between Thanksgiving and Christmas at a designated place. It may be where they live. It may be at another place. Um, but they all get together and do their Thanksmas, where they celebrate Thanksgiving, their Christmas, um, do their um, abbreviated, because I believe they are gift-giving. But that way, um, we've been lucky enough to be able to have have her with us, but not always. She has little ones, and so they stay home sometimes. And um, and actually, this coming year, everybody will be having their own uh, Christmas morning at home, and then um, everyone will be coming in on the 26th. So our Christmas with our family, with our children and our sons-in-laws and daughter-in-laws will be the next day. So that's another way to do it is is just like I think our first caller talked about doing it on the eve. The other caller uh, um, was talking about doing it all together. Um, you can choose your own date. Nothing has to be set in stone. Set up a new tradition is one solution that you can make. There are lots of other solutions out there. Um, but I think it needs to be sort of a, a team effort, a team decision between those all who are trying to work it out. I guess my point is that it needs to sort of be centrally focused on your family um, instead of trying to please everybody. Keep in mind, it's okay, and I've told my children this, and maybe I don't always portray it as as convincingly as I would like to because I do love having my chicks around, as I say. But it's really important to develop your own central family unit and become your your own family. That's the way you set up your own memories and your own traditions. And sometimes it works out that they can stay with in, in whatever tradition has been set. But sometimes it doesn't work well. Sometimes it doesn't feel right. And so many times you come up you need to come up with a different plan. So so let us know what your thoughts about that are. We'll talk a little more about um, general issues with in-laws and outlaws. Uh, you can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send an email at family at mpbonline.org. Would love to hear from you. So so let's talk a little bit about um, how to deal with the, the in-law issues. Um, first of all, one bit of advice that I think is really important is to set realistic expectations. Try not to get frustrated or angry if somebody doesn't fall immediately into line. Know that everybody has their own Opinions inevitably there'll be differences. There'll be some disagreements, maybe. Um, but 
um, instead of getting upset, try to strive for some common ground. Make it a team effort. Um, do a conference call with everybody and say, let's talk about it. Or start some um, emails going to kind of figure out what might work best. Remember black and white emails. Sometimes you don't hear tones. You don't hear voice inflection. So be careful about those and make sure that you're very clear in your message if you're texting or sending emails when you're trying to communicate um, with family. If somebody is not a cook or they don't like to bake, allow them uh, to to order something. One of our callers talked about um, having things catered in. Allow them to bring the drinks or the ice or the flowers or the table decorations or whatever. That's okay if if you're trying to make it a group. Um, often um, when, when our, our in-laws make comments, uh, sometimes we take it very personally. Um, but remember that it probably is just falling out to be a control issue, uh, a parenting style, something that they'd always done, something that even they grew up with. So when your in-laws make comments about what you don't do or how you're you're not doing, um, instead of taking it really personally and getting upset with your spouse because of a comment from his or her parents, uh, just take it for what it is. Remember, it's a comment. Remember, it didn't come from your spouse. And keep in mind that there's a big difference in listening and acting. So you can listen to whatever they say. You don't have to act on whatever that in-law says. Um, either way, whether that's the daughter-in-law or the mother-in-law, um, you just keep in mind that you can be respectful to each other, you can listen, and then you can do what you decide to do is the best thing for all of you. The other thing is um, you're probably not going to change someone's behavior. Everybody's a grown person now. And so to, to try to be a model rather than uh, a changer is probably important. Keep in mind that you model the behavior that you would like to have done to you. I know that sounds cliche, but it's absolutely true. If you wanted to be treated a certain way, treat that person that way. So if your mother-in-law says something that's not so nice to you, you can listen, say, I heard what you said, but you don't have to react to it. Um, if you feel like things are not going well, and I'd like to hear others um, on either side of this, um, let let me know how they've done this. If you feel like an in-law is not treating you nicely or not um, taking into account your needs or your expectations or your thoughts or perhaps just being disrespectful to you, have you tried to enlist your partner's help? And if you did, how did that go? And how did you enlist that partner's help? Because that's one of those recommendations is to enlist the partner's help when you feel like you're not making the 
the progress that perhaps you should be making when you're trying to work something out. So how did you make that work? Uh, let us hear from you at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. I think the other thing we have to remember is that your in-laws are really a crucial part of your spouse's life. They grew up with them. That is his or her parents. They um, and and the same thing coming from me as a mother-in-law and my husband as a father-in-law. You know, we we love our children. We love to be with them. We always say they are now our wonderful adult friends that we love being with. So um, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind that they're a crucial part of of each other's lives. And um, so it's important to try to create harmony. Um, there's always, you know, there are plenty of sitcoms and plenty of not-so-funny shows about in-laws and how um, daughter-in-laws and son-in-laws do not get along with their mother-in-law, father-in-law. Um, it's funny when you're looking at it, not so funny when you're in the midst of it and often can be the ruin of a family unit. So this is a topic that you can work out, you can make happen, um, and you never want to put your spouse in a situation where he or she has to choose between you and a relative. Um, There's a better way to figure that out. So really important as you're moving along during the holidays to try to come up with a great plan on how to set boundaries, how to enlist your partner's help, and, and how to remember that it's okay to want to con- start your own traditions. It's also okay to try, if you can, to tweak the old family traditions to maybe fit into your life. Um, so again, don't confuse talking about things and listening to other people's opinion into having to do what that person's opinion is because it all should be about negotiation and how you're working things out. And then you can set your boundaries. You can set your limits. You can decide what what happens next. But trying to be um, a negotiator is really important. So... With that, let's take our next break, and when we come back, I'll talk to you about a couple of other old family stories. I'd love to hear some of yours, Um, funny or not so funny. Give us a call about holidays and in-laws and how you've worked that out and whether you didn't work it out. You can give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-672. 7464, you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we'll be right back.
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking, and I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. And today we are talking about in-laws dealing with um, family matters from that extended family. So your in-laws you're connected to legally, basically, through a marriage somehow. And so today we're talking about how to make the holidays work. How not to destroy old family traditions, but maybe tweak them to fit into your own and how to develop your own family traditions. How did you make that work? How did that happen for you? Um, you can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Let's go on back to the phones. We have Judy and Jackson. Good morning, Judy. You have some thoughts about how to make yes. this work? Good morning, Dr. Buttress. Uh, I have a, one of those comments from a slightly different point of view. Um, my in-laws... Uh, my late husband and my in-laws have been gone for 20 years and longer. So I miss them very much. But when he was alive, we had Thanksgiving and Christmas. We had the uh, rotating dinners. I mean, but we had no sense about it. This was <laughs> 70s and 80s. And uh, early, early 90s, and um, we just went from my family. We did finally work it out that some would be Christmas Eve and some Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when, when we had our son, um, we also had the great blessing of being adopted by my husband's best friends, the Mons. Uh-huh. And so they became like the third pair, third pair of parents to us, and uh, we spent all the rest of their lives enjoying every one of them. Uh-huh. Now my mom is the only one left, and uh, she's slipping into some of that. Uh, you know, memory loss. Uh, right, some dementia, yeah. But um, anyway, God bless her. She still has a good spirit, and um, she reminds me just by the fact of her hanging around for 89 and a half years uh-huh. <laughs> that, um, you know, you can go through many, many changes, and just to treasure everybody, that's yeah. it. Just yeah. treasure everybody. They're all so precious to us at some point or other in our lives. And as for the ones who really want to show their behinds, um, ignore them. I yeah. mean, just... Exactly. So and, You know, I heard Dr. Rick one time say the trick to holiday gatherings of any sort is to have no expectations, high uh, effort, extend uh-huh. extend all your goodwill, and just don't 
Don't set the standards too high, right? Misery. I mean, yeah. The ones who, the ones who are going to be jerks, let them be jerks over in another corner, and you just carry on with everybody else. Yeah. That's good advice. So, Judy, what you were saying is that early on you just went from one house to the other, um, in-laws yeah. and parents' house and your house. And, you know, I I certainly remember those days when yeah. uh, my children were young and we all lived within 20 miles of each other. So wow. it was our house, my parents' house, my um, in-laws house and my former in-laws because we right. enjoyed them so much. So, yeah, it was one of those crazy times. And at some point, we finally drew the line and said, wait a minute, we're all exhausted at the end of the day. Um, so my thought is, like you said, at some point you you get to the point where you decide uh, what you're going to do. And then if someone acts unhappy, um, I guess they can be unhappy about it alone, right? <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, I, I would always extend uh, uh cheerful attitude toward anyone, but um, I've I've been in the company of some people who were just determined to spread their dissatisfaction. Yeah. And And, uh, that's so counterproductive. I just, I learned quite a while back, some of it you just have to walk away from. Yeah. So important to... um, set boundaries, set limits, not set those expectations too high, and just try to let yourself enjoy yourself, each other, and and the fact that that you you have those people around. You just um, said what I've said so often, that just remember that you're lucky to have these people who want to be with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And treasure everybody. Treasure everybody. Thank you, Judy, for your call, and happy holidays. Hope all goes well for you. Happy holidays to you. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining in. Um, We have open lines. Uh, You could give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. So um, one other bit of advice I want to make sure. I think husbands and wives, maybe wives do this more than husbands, um, tend to ask their spouse to communicate to um, the in-law, whether it's the daughter-in-law, son-in-law, or um, mother or father-in-law, to ask the the spouse to make the communication that they want to get across. Um, I've probably been guilty of that myself. It's really important for us to remember first-person communication is really important. One, to make sure that you're looking someone in the eye, um, that they understand the tone of what you are trying to say and the point, and that you're not trying to escape from communicating with them. So one-on-one communication is something to to keep in mind that 
that if you look someone in the eye and you tell them in a respectful, kind manner what you would like to do and your thoughts about this, then it it is a guarantee that your message will be communicated appropriately. And sometimes, even with good intentions, if you try to go through a third-party communication, it's not going to work as well. It'll be a lot better to be able to let people know what you're thinking. That's that's okay to do it. It's okay to communicate directly. It's not okay to communicate so indirectly. Um, I think that's some of the problem we have sometimes with when we text messages rather than um, have the gut, so to speak, to um, pick up the phone or to look at someone in person when there's something maybe a little difficult, especially when you're trying to work out holiday schedules. Probably better to communicate as directly as you as you can. As I was reading about communication and how people can so many times get their feelings hurt about something that is is truly not meant to hurt feelings, um, I, I saw a story online that I thought was a really excellent example of what happens. A young woman was married into a family of uh, family members who had uh, been born in Germany. So they were all German. I have a cousin who whose husband is, was born in Germany. And customs are just different. Cultures are different. So what happened to this individual is every time a family member went into the kitchen, um, that family member from Germany would close the door um, to the kitchen. So often this young woman felt left out. She was going, why are they excluding me? What is this about? So she stewed over it and stewed over it, never asking, why are you closing the door? Or knock, knock, may I come in? What's going on? So she finally communicated to the family. She asked her mother-in-law, why, why do you close the door when you go into the kitchen? And you know what the reason was? It was to keep in the heat. Because in Germany, that was their custom. They closed the room um, uh, of which they were in, particularly the kitchen door, because that was a warmer room in the house, and people tended to hang out there to converse, and it kept it warmer in the winter. So it was a it was a complete cultural misunderstanding. She felt excluded, um, but it was one of those things that if she had only communicated that question directly early on, she would have understood it and not spent years of getting her feelings hurt. So again, as we've talked about often, unrelatively speaking, it's so very important to make sure that if you don't understand something, if perhaps someone has hurt your feelings, if perhaps there's something going on that you don't completely understand, um, come up when you're calm with a way to communicate that, ask the questions, and um, and then go forward with... Um, understanding that it's not always about you. I think sometimes we all get a little um, into ourselves and think that 
gosh, this is all about me, when in reality it has nothing to do with us but something else. So has that ever happened to you before? I bet it has. Would love to hear a story about that, too. We're going to take our final break. Um, you can give us a call at one eight seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. If you want to join into the conversation about in-laws, outlaws, communicating well, um, how to make the holidays work for you, um, this is Relatively Speaking, and we'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. Today we're talking about how to get along with in-laws during the holidays, how to make those holidays work best for you. How can you set up your own family traditions? How did you do it? How did you make that happen? Um, Were there changes that you had to make, or did you just stay in the same family traditions of your husbands or wives? Um, Is there a way to do it? Uh, give us a call and let us hear from you at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 We've got all open lines, and I'd like to hear from you. I also want to remind you um, about that hashtag Giving Tuesday. Don't forget about that. You can donate a car, a boat. It doesn't have to be running at all. If it's just cluttering up your garage, give a call at one eight seven seven mpb for car and we'll come pick it up for you. So don't forget about that. Okay, let's talk a little bit more um, about the fact that um, you and your spouse are a little more powerful than you think. Um, You're adults. You're a family unit. You don't have to make yourselves follow what everybody else says you should be doing. But you also want to be respectful, hopefully keep those family connections going. So just think different. Um, Think how can we maybe do things differently that will make things work better? How can we separate ourselves out and have our own family traditions yet still make things work well for us. So um, a couple of things. Um, Think of your in-laws as a potential resource to expand your support network. Call them. 
talk to them. Say, you know, every year we've had some difficulty with working this out. So what can we do maybe this coming year that'll make it easier for everybody, that will make it maybe better? Or in another way, you could say, um, we've decided the kids really want to be at home on Christmas morning. And so what we would like to suggest is that um we find another day, Christmas Eve, the day after Christmas. How can we make this better work? Is there, what about the idea of even a thanksmas? Um, pick another day that's not the eve of anything or the day after of anything and just make that happen. Um, the same thing can go for any other holiday, and it doesn't have to be a religious holiday. People get steeped in traditions and feel like they can't make changes, even when it turns out to be a hardship for others. So, Think about being creative. Think about being resourceful. Think about being kind and giving as you're moving through whatever holiday it is that you um, celebrate. And remind yourself, um, like we've said before, is perfection is not what you're after. It's the sharing and loving and giving during the holiday that is uh, the most important. And so a lot of times bad feelings or loneliness can come out. A lot of times there are issues that are ongoing with other family members that you aren't even aware of. So if someone reacts negatively to you or to some plans or to something that's going on, Keep in mind that it may have nothing to do with you or your spouse or your children or even the holiday, but it may be going on, maybe something that is going on with them internally and something that they really are needing to work out themselves. With that said, um, those of you who were listening early in the show, you might have noticed at the very beginning of the show before the news, I didn't come on. You didn't hear the billboard that I normally do, for relatively speaking, because we had a caller that called the newsroom who was threatening to commit suicide, and I got on the phone with him, and um I am sad to say that I don't know that I made any progress. I did not get responses um, that I had hoped to get. But this is a very, very difficult time in the year for some individuals um, who are sick, who are invalids, who are people with disabilities, who perhaps are alone and feel very, very lonely. And so um, I want to make sure that everyone knows that if you are feeling sad or alone, that you are able to understand that there are people out there who can be there for you and who can give you advice and who will reach out to you if you will ask for help. There is hope out there. Next week, we will talk about suicide prevention. We have two experts um, who are coming in to discuss this very difficult topic with us. That's December the 5th, next Tuesday. And I hope you will all 
um, be there to listen. But also what I'm asking you all to do as we are approaching our next big um, holiday where we go through Christmas and Hanukkah and it's supposed to be all joyous and happy and then we face the new year that's supposed to be all joyous and happy. Remember, there's some people out there who are lonely, who don't feel joyous and happy, who really could um, could um, benefit greatly from a hug, from a reach out and touch, from somebody who uh, who says that they care and they mean that they care. So I am um, begging all of you who are lucky enough to have others to think about it, to reach out, to be there for someone. And just start asking if there's someone who's sitting there looking sad at work or at wherever you are at the time, go over, smile at them, say hello, initiate a conversation. If they think you're weird, it's okay. At least you tried. I implore you during these holidays to remember that it's not not just about having the best bang-up holiday that's out there, but to be able to uh, say that you did something positive and something giving for someone else. So... Come back and listen uh, next Tuesday, uh, December the 5th. We'll talk about how to help those people who are in the dumps and what we can do, maybe. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Today's show is engineered by our producer, Jay White. Our call screener was Michelle McAdoo. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I hope you will join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking and that you will stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now coming up next on MPB Think Radio. And don't forget, hashtag GivingTuesday, 1877-MPB-4-CAR. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.